Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is July 20th, 2020. What a couple of days. Crazy. Hope everybody's doing well. We were going to be here last night. And uh, Dave, what a wild three days for me. Starting on Friday night. Yeah. Into Saturday, into Sunday. Yep. Uh, Friday night, pretty mellow night, just hanging out. And I go on to social media. Oh, I'll tell you what. It started earlier Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, I'm working and uh, just kind of wrapping up the week. And I see Lisa Ann put a thing out on Instagram saying, hey, I'm doing a live video chat yeah. coming up right now. Okay. Do you? Uh, when I see those, I'm afraid to log on because I'm afraid she's just going to go, hey, Dave, what's up? <laughs> like, I, I see you. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I've never been on one okay. for her deal, right? And I go, well, let me, I haven't talked to her for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I was like, let me see what she's got going on. Dave, I, I had no longer tuned in and hadn't been on it for like a minute. She's just sitting in her living room. It's yeah. not like it's a porn thing. It's just her yeah. talking to sports. She had not been on for a minute when she's like, oh, uh, Joe Schmo piped in just to say fuck you to me. <laughs> she's like, well, she goes, uh, she goes, wow, okay. And she goes, it happens like once a show. And I, I was thinking at that time, I'm like, God damn, dude, I've just hit the wall on social media. I've just, I got fucking guys that didn't pass auto shop telling me who to vote for. And I'm like, you dumb fucks. I never, you were morons in 10th grade. Now I'm taking political <laughs> advice from you. And then uh, just everything on Twitter was just COVID or just all negative. And so then I saw her thing. And then I, I get to Friday night, yeah. and I go, uh, I'm looking around, and these dumb shits at the new 1090, the mightier 1090, right? We'll get to them in a minute. But they put a tweet out, and the tweet says, hey, we've got 50 t-shirts for anybody who can get on the air and say mightier 1090, hashtag Baba Booey. And I go, why would they do Baba Booey? Why would they do any of it? Yeah. Is it 1974? So I see this thing and I'm like, this is the stupidest goddamn tweet. And and talk about air out of a balloon where there was conversation about these guys a couple of months ago. This is going to be the flattest launch of any radio station because they've just taken too long to get the thing going. Well, no one knows when they're going either. Right. The story is that they won't launch or when they turn... Basically, when they go ahead and they turn the signal on and they do launch, yeah, that's when the new owner has to start paying the bills. Well, I cheer for everybody. Yeah. So I understand why you're waiting for the games to start. But like, who's ever running your social media is, is terrible. Yeah. So I see this thing. I'm like, this is the dumbest tweet ever. And I retweet it out, but I say to Paul and to Woods, I'm like, hey, Paul, you better get up pretty early on, uh, you better get to bed early Sunday night because I'm gunning for you Monday morning. And then, uh, and I said, Geekster and I are coming after you, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm just dragging her into it because she'll be like, what? And then uh, I just started getting so many annoying messages that reminded me why I hated Twitter. Yeah. And 
I go, what the, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what do I get out of this that's beneficial to me? And I texted you and I texted Steve. I go, you know what, dude? I'm out. I'm sick of Facebook. I'm sick of Twitter. So I just deactivate both accounts. Now, my other buddy goes, dude, did something happen? The only time somebody deactivates... Oh, people are writing to me too. Twitter thinking I got arrested. Oh, yeah. No, people didn't say that. They go, hey, what the fuck happened to Jeff's Twitter? And I was like, dude, I don't know. He's going to talk about it on the show. Yeah. So that that I enjoyed a lot because, no, I was just at home. Because I had a joke and I couldn't find your Twitter. So I had to include... Um, oh, about Jim Trotter? Yeah, you saw. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and you see, all of a sudden you were yeah. out. I had to put in who did I put in? Put in Walsh and, and uh, Woods. All of a yeah. sudden they replaced you because yeah. I was always like, "Hey Jeff, remember when?" And I'm like, so, "Fuck, this guy ruined my jokes." So I I talked to a friend of mine. She lives up in Reno because she got rid of Facebook. Yeah. And I'm chatting with her on Saturday, and she goes, "You know, it's great." She goes, "You just realize that uh, there's so much." It's so toxic. And she said, I found like I was handcuffed to my phone. I was always looking at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What's going on? What's the update? Oh, I posted this. Did anybody comment on it? And she goes, I just got to the point. And I said, you know what? That's it. I go, well, goddamn. But is she in in the entertainment business? No, no, no. But she works for FEMA. So she tells amazing stories on FEMA. And she's got family stuff, the whole deal. I go, you know what? Goddamn, I'm in. I love this, right? You got a brand, though. No, I got it. <laughs> but I said, I'm going to keep Instagram because yeah. my kids are on there, and I have a small little Twitter account. It's not a burner account. It's my name. Yeah. But I said, I'm going to keep that, and uh, and I can control who gets in, and everything will be fine. She goes, well, now that you're out, you got to do something cool. I said, you know what? I got friends that live in Huntington Beach Saturday. I'm going to drive up there. I'll see them for lunch. My kids are out of town till Sunday. This is going to be great. I'm driving Dave on the 5 North Saturday afternoon about 1.30. And, man, I am telling you guys, we say it all the time. Be thankful for every day. I'm driving. I'm in the lane right to the right of the fast lane. I'm going 65, wink, wink. (laughs) And, uh... All of a sudden, man, I see something coming out of the corner of my eye, and it hits the road right in front of me. It slams into my hood and slams into my windshield. It's a steel pipe. Do you and know what truck it came off of? Dave, I never I never saw it. It just bounced and smoked. Man, it sounded like a gunshot wow. going off. Do cars around you see it too? That's what's crazy is I got off the freeway. A guy followed me off to say, hey, are you okay? And I go, yeah, that thing goes, oh, it goes 14 the inches oh, it kills you. northwest. You guys, I told Steve Woods, you're looking for what fucking version of Hallelujah you want to play yeah. today. <laughs> you got, it's just kebab. Yeah, you're done. 100%, dude. If this thing's two feet to my left, I'm dead man walking. And, uh, and I go, fuck, no, I didn't even see it. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to Huntington Beach. And uh, I, I come home. Wait, did you turn around? Yeah, because, Dave, I got it. You'll see it out front. It's on the passenger side. Yeah. But it's got bigger than a silver dollar hole in my windshield. Wow. Like it. When it, you drive, could you hear the breeze going oh, through Oh, yeah, it? completely. <laughs> completely. So I'm like, well, shit. 
And then uh, I go, well, I guess I'll just hang out. My son will be home tomorrow. Yeah. So this is Sunday. So yesterday, my son's getting home from uh, Lake Tahoe. And he calls me and he's upset because his cat has gotten out. And my son. Who was supposed to watch it? Um, my ex-wife had a family friend that was watching the house. And look, this guy's not the fucking sharpest, right? But apparently the cat got out on Wednesday. And so I lost my shit. And I yelled at my son and I yelled at my ex because my office is working from home. And I said, why doesn't anybody fucking call me? We know what happened to Opie. People yeah. know what happened. They're in the same neighborhood. There's coyotes everywhere. The fucking cat knows me. I can work from the house. I go, why the fuck am I finding out five days later? Well, my son gets upset. His mom's upset. I'm just pissed because I go, you know what? You make a fucking commitment to a living animal. You fucking do the right thing. Yeah, you get your ass out there and you find that fucking cat. Right now. That was stolen from Billy Madison. <laughs> I never saw it. You never saw it? No. They read, they read the book about the dog missing? Right. What's the deal? You go out and you find that fucking dog. That's it. I go, dude. So he knows I'm heated up. And his fucking brother's like, well, you know. And I go, hey, don't enough of that shit. <laughs> was that, was, hold, on, hold on. Did it fall in line with the brother I'm thinking of that said, well, you know? Jack. Yeah. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> so I lay into him, too. You laying in for not giving a shit? Yeah, I go, wake the fuck up, dude. Enough of your shit, okay? I go, maybe you're not responsible enough to have a fucking pet. I go, you didn't lose a fucking sock. Get your shit together. So now I'm yelling at Cade. He doesn't want to do anything. I'm yelling at Jack for being a dick. I'm like, did your fucking mom even think to call me? For Christ's sake, did she accept any responsibility? Then Jack's like, dude, mom's been crying all day. Fuck. So uh, I don't care. I'm still pissed. Did you really right? tell him you didn't lose a fucking son? Yeah. <laughs> Go, hold, this fucking kid needs to wake up, Dave. I have no problem telling him every day, get the fucking shit together. <laughs> right? So then uh, I talked to a friend of mine, and yeah. she says, look, you got to turn your fucking social media back on. Yeah. She How old is cat, by the way? Uh, oh, well, that's the funny thing. I posted a picture tonight on yeah. Instagram. I go, oh, how funny. Here's a picture of Kate and the cat from five years ago today. Ironic. Kate calls me and goes, Dad, that's not even the right cat. <laughs> you fucking asshole. He goes, you get your shit together. He goes, Dad, that's that's the other cat. He goes, the cat that's lost is like seven months old oh, or like a year old. Yeah. Like, it's not five years old. What the hell are you doing? Ah, shit. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So this friend of mine goes, she goes, hey, you got to turn your social media on. Turn your social media on and let people know what's going on. So I turned my Twitter page back on today. I turned my Facebook page back on today. And this morning I just wrote, hey, man, my son came home from Tahoe. Yeah. He lost his best friend. Kate says, look, I'm putting up 100 bucks. Cool. Out of my savings. I go, well, you put up 100, I'll put up 100. We got 200 bucks. Goddamn, Dave, I tell you, for as many things that are toxic on social media, what people did today, Mike Cost immediately retweets it out to the 50 people he's not blocking. He's like, I'm <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I'm down for another 50. Yeah. Now, you got under. You I was got about under to say the same thing. I go, he blocks everybody. He didn't go to anyone. 
you got to understand one other thing too. My my son Cade, he didn't like radio or podcasts or any of that. It's all I'm just dad, okay. Yeah. And when you're 12 years old, dude, 50 bucks is like ten thousand oh, yeah. dollars. So for Costa to go, hey, I'm down for 50, was pretty wild. And then Paul Vaden jumps in, and goes, hey man, that's my godson. I got another hundred. Nice. My friend James, who has known Caden Jack forever, is like, dude, that's my boy, 50. And then we're like, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anybody else, and luckily we're good, but it's like, it's just 400. Uh, that's perfect. Anybody else, just donate it uh, to your local charity, and we're all good. But, Dave, there were so many retweets, and there were so many people that shared little hints of, hey, do this, Al Cisan goes, hey, Jeff, I've got it on Neighborhood. I've got it here. I've got it there. And it, it really is, man. It's that dopey saying that it takes a village. But yeah. when you're a 12-year-old kid, you're heartbroken. Your dad's been yelling at you for not calling him. You miss your buddy, your best friend. And I think it really hit him when he got home, and all of a sudden the cat's not there. And then you see all these people that want to help you find your cat. Like, it's yeah. fantastic. And I just, I couldn't be more thankful to everybody who did so many nice things for my son. Look, I don't know what our chances are, but then he went and he got flyers. And I told him, I said, Kate, go door to door. Don't just put it up at the trash can because people have watched you grow up in that complex. And when they know it's your cat, they're going to exactly. be much more invested than just a sign. So that's what he did tonight. And all I go, how was it? He goes, God, Dad, it was great. All the neighbors feel like they have seen him recently, and they're optimistic, and everybody's looking for him for me. Good. And I just go, it was great. And so, yeah, while there are things on social media that can really be annoying, God damn, Dave, what happened today for my son to kind of change his mood and energize him and get him, get him back out there, that was really great, and I thank everybody who participated in it. You know, the thing is with the social media is, yeah, a lot of it is toxic. And for me, I, honestly, I just skim through so fast. I mean, yeah. for me, what's disappointing a lot of times, and I know there are a lot of people listening that will say that's exactly how it is for me as well. When I'm on Facebook, people who I've known for 30 years couldn't think more differently than I do when it comes to compassion. I'm not talking yeah. about animals. I'm talking about people. Right. And it frustrates me to go, man, you've been in my life for 30 years. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and preach all this hate. Right. And it frustrates the shit out of you. And you, you, I'm sure other people go through this as well. Do I block this person? Do I dump this person? Yeah, do, I, do I mute them? Do I take them out of my phone? Do I say those people are toxic? I don't want them in my life anymore. And then you see stuff they, they do for other people. We go, well, what you write politically isn't how you live your life. Yeah. You're, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. Pick a side. Yeah, one or the other. Either be an asshole 365 or be a compassionate person 365. And so for me, I go through it and I go, man, I, I, go, I fucking hate this shit too. I have made an effort of not to look at my phone as much because there are times right. where I look at my phone, I go, fuck, 45 minutes just passed. Yeah. And I'm going, what am I doing? So I try yeah. and do it when I, in the morning I try and look at it. And usually in the evening, I'll look at it once. But I try not to do a lot unless someone direct messages me and I'm thinking, well, it might be an emergency, so I'll, sure. look, I'll look at it. But I have, I've tried to train myself to be better at it because your phone will tell you how much time you spend. And oh, it, yeah. it's almost embarrassing when you go, fuck, dude, I spent that much time looking at my goddamn phone. But for you, though, you've had social media for such a long time that, first of all, you got me onto Twitter. I wasn't yeah. a Twitter guy. You're the one that got me onto it. You got a shitload of followers. You do have a brand. You have this 
this platform too that to talk and people want to hear and you make them laugh. But uh, Instagram, it was funny to me that you said that's the one you kept. That's the last one you jumped on. That's yeah. the one I was saying you'll like that one a lot. And for you as yeah. a picture guy, you, you do enjoy that one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, and then I'll get to the second part of this story. I, I don't know what has happened, but I want to endorse this. Wholeheartedly endorse it, and I think all of us should endorse it. I don't know who wrote this memo. I'm co-signing the memo. Dave, I don't know what has happened to every local news chick in this town, but every one of them has felt the need to post bikini photos in the last <laughs> 10 days. What the hell happened? Like, am I crazy in that? It used to only be Maria Arcega Dunn. It was the only one we could count on. She's there all the time. Yep. Heather Lake. Yep. Shannon Handy from Channel 8. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. And then that? Sharon Tay. Yeah, Sharon Tay. Wow. <laughs> Hey, I just say outstanding. Every one of them I go to, uh, Alicia Summers, every yeah. one. Uh, you know what's funny about this? I'm going to call this out right now. Yeah. Every dance video from Alicia Summers, the first name you see, liked by Dave Pallet. It is. I usually I'll write her a note. Yeah. yeah. We've seen it. But, Makes but, us nervous. But, but, but what I write, do you think is wrong? Yes. You do? You're married. She's married. Yeah, I understand that. But the, uh, Alicia Summers is much younger than me, and she's married 100%. I know she I'm don't married. like anything when she's dancing with her kids. How come? No, that's not true. I wrote. I haven't written to her in a long time. It. I wrote to her last week, and I said- We're going to fact check literally, Go ahead. Fact check it. Like Trump. Get, get Did you see Mike Wallace? Was it Mike Wallace? Was it Mike Wallace? Son, it was, uh, Chris oh, Mike, Wallace. Chris Wallace was outstanding. Holy <laughs> shit. Trump will never talk to him ever again. <laughs> oh, my God. Will somebody, will somebody get me that, please? That's some water. Oh, my God, dude. It was so fucking good. If you didn't see it this week and you got to look at the Chris Wallace interview. Um, no, I just said to her, I said, you're, you're a great mom. You're, in, you're an inspirational mom. Anyone that will fucking get involved with their kids physically doing anything. Oh, yeah. I'm like, They're great. When, whenever you see Bo hitting balls, that's Hannah fucking pitching. That's not fucking Steve. Steve's a guy laying on his back with no shirt listening to music. We're going to get to him in a second. <laughs> it was Steve's birthday yesterday. Yes. I wish we had been here. And coming up shortly, five nice things about Steve Woods to honor his birthday. Is that right? Well, if we can get to five. <laughs> could you get to five? Yeah, 100%. I don't know if I could get to five. And he's one of my favorite people. Five's a lot. <laughs> we will get to five. I don't think five. you get to five on me, though, either. So it's not just a shot at Steve, but I'm like, five's a lot. I'm bummed we weren't here yesterday for his birthday. That's coming up. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, did you reach out to him yesterday? I did. Good. Yeah, I did. Because, dude, kid's family. Um, but that was the other thing. But Instagram for me, my sons have, they each have an Instagram account. And they like sending me text messages yeah. throughout the course of the day. So, um, So I was saving that. And that one to me is great because it's, uh, Jagger and Christy are good friends, and their dog Bodie is just this big, beautiful Australian Shepherd. And yesterday, Christy Jagger posted a photo at like ten thirty in the morning, and it's Bodie just sound asleep, and he's just covered in wood chips, like oh, he's fuck. just the dirtiest goddamn dog. It's ten thirty in the morning, and like you see those things when you see pictures of Bo. 
and Steve and Hannah and all those kind of things, man. Those are things where you go, dude, this never gets old. Yeah, no, I'm a big parent guy. I'm a big, and dads, I kind of say, well, I'm a, I'm a dad too. I, yeah. We talk about Mother's Day all the time, how much we appreciate good moms. Yeah. I'd, honestly, good moms are my, are my, my favorite thing. The coolest. Thing. It's just the, well, and we have so many friends yeah. that are great dads that, uh, so Instagram to me was one where I said, yeah, this is great. And like I said, I started a Twitter, um, like two years ago. It's just JP Dotseth. Yeah. I mean, it's not a burner account, but what I did was I just streamlined it to follow like Rosenthal and Peter King and those yeah. kind of guys, you, Steve Woods. And, uh. And I just streamlined it and kept it kind of protected so I could just control it. Good. But I just, I was reminded today, Dave, I go, well, now when I got 100 followers and today with the people that are nice enough to support this show and do everything else, I just, I couldn't have been more thankful for what they did for my kid. I, I got to give a shout out to a quick San Diego company. Because what these guys did for me today was insane. So I mentioned I get hit by a steel pipe on uh, on Saturday. And I go out to my car yesterday and my son goes, well, that's a pretty big dent in the hood. And I go, what? Yeah, he goes, Dad, look, you got a huge dent in the hood. That's pretty big. I'm like, I got it, okay? I don't need to be told four times. <laughs> like you're a little too... Uh, enthusiastic about that. I'm like, God damn it. How much is this going to cost, right? So my insurance for like 17 years has been with Wawanisa. And unpaid, this is an unsolicited, and I don't know who you have your insurance with, if it's Mercury or Progressive, AAA, whatever. I'm just going to fucking tell you what these dudes in San Diego did for me today. So I call them. And I let him know about the windshield. I tell him about the hood. Stude Elgin at Wawanisa goes, uh, hey, hang on one second. He puts me on hold. He comes back. He goes, hey, we've got Laura from Balboa Auto Body on the phone. Hey, Jeff, I'm sorry to hear about your car. Are you good? I go, yeah. She goes, uh, what's your schedule look like? I said, well, the windshield's being repaired on Wednesday. She goes, hey, you want to see me at 9 o'clock on Thursday morning? I go, yeah, that'd be great. My man Elgin jumps in and goes, hey, Jeff, uh, we're done with Laura. Hang on. He goes, hey, I think your car is going to be there for a couple of days. Let me give you your code because while she was talking, I've got you set up with Enterprise Rental Car. Nice. Here's your code, 1234. I go, God dang, fantastic. I hang up. A couple hours goes by. I get a second call from Sandra at Wawanisa. Hey, Jeff, I'm just following up, confirming you're good for uh, Thursday. I go, yeah. She goes, hey, do you need that rental car right now? I go, no, you know what? The the crack is passenger side. She goes, great, you cool? You're, no injuries? You need anything? I said, no, I'm fine. She goes, okay, great, you're confirmed. I got everything done. Uh, Enterprise is two doors down from where you're going. Just walk over. They'll be waiting for you. I go, great. I hang up. Ten minutes later, my phone rings. Hey, is this Jeff? I go, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, it's Mary at uh, Enterprise. When do you need the car? I go, what? She goes, yeah. She goes, Sandra just called me. I'm really sorry to hear what happened. And uh, 
I'm just seeing when when we're going to see it. I go, I think Thursday at 9.30. She was great. Look forward to it. Everything's covered. Just come in and pick up the keys. Nice. And I'm look, man, when you've had... Why don't you just go grab it today so you weren't stuck driving a car with a big hole in it? Because eh, I'm a little edgy. <laughs> I live life on danger side. You know why, Dave? Because I only had to come down here tonight. Yeah. I don't really have to be anywhere tomorrow. And I'm... Um, like it just it's taking money. I know how much money whatever Wawanisa makes or whatever. It's no big deal. But I'm like I just I don't want to be a pain in the ass. But I just dude, they were so goddamn cool. And like I said, they don't sponsor the show. I didn't get anything. I just know a lot of you. And they're based in San Diego. They're yeah. right on Friars Road. And they were so goddamn nice and took care of everything. And like I said, after having a pipe bounce off my windshield, did the pipe bounce off or did it go inside the car? No, it came right through, and then it kind of flipped over the top because yeah. the guy followed me off. He goes, where'd that come from? I go, I don't know. He goes, He probably thought you threw it at him. No, he goes, <laughs> he goes, man, I saw it hit your car. Yeah. He was in the lane to the to the right, and he goes, I saw it hit your car. And he goes, I wanted to make sure you're okay, but traffic wasn't bad, Dave, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And he goes, I never saw it. And I go, I didn't either. And so... uh but it was just like, as fucked up as Friday night was, Saturday was kind of fucked up. Just everybody on social media and the people at Wawanisa today, I just, I couldn't be more thankful. To Are you going to keep social media when this is yeah. all over and they find your cat? Yeah, you have to, man. Okay, it, good. It's just, you're, you're just reminded that there's a lot of really good yeah, shit that happens. And, yeah. uh, and I appreciate it. And, and you know what, Dave? For my son, who's my best friend and has been heartbroken and everything else he just wants his buddy back and so yeah for everybody to be able to show that to him tonight like i said he just is like whoa that's that's really awesome and people kicking in money and doing all kinds of retweeting and putting it up on uh different message boards and everything else yeah it was fantastic i've never owned a cat before how hard is it to find a lost cat um it's a, well our friend robin from seattle how about this? Um, some of the stuff I learned today. So what people said to do, if you ever run into this, I mean, we've had cats the whole time. My my wife loved cats, so there were always cats in the house. Uh, some of the things that I learned today that I would have never thought. They said, put the cat box outside the back door because the cat will come by. Put articles of clothing that smell like your son. If your cat sleeps next to your son... He can pick up that scent and he'll be like, Cade's home. I got to go. Because people said he may have gone out looking for Cade. Like, he's been gone for two weeks. He might wonder where his wow. buddy went. Um, different things like that. But then, this is no bullshit. I don't know anything about it. There are professional cat finders. Really? Uh, and I told Cade this tonight. And he's like, how much? Yeah. He's like, I got five grand. And I'm like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Calm down, Bieber, right? We're not spending your college money on somebody coming over with a green visor and a big Jesus magnifying Christ. glass to find your cat. But he's like, who? What? He's like, I want that job. I'm like, I don't know. But people said, and they swear by these people, Dave. Really? Look, man, you know because we just lost Shuggy yeah. a month ago. Shuggy's right next to me here. Uh, dude, it's a part of your family. And yeah, when of you're there every night, that is... You know, it's your best friend. It's the unconditional love. And if there's somebody that can help you find the, the cat, 
Like, and they're not going to charge you a thousand bucks? Fuck yeah, people would do that. Dude, that is wild to me. Yeah. That they can and Robin it. Hansen told me yeah. that. She goes, hey, um, there are people that have it. I, I've heard of a lot of different things. I'd never heard that. So all the ideas that were submitted, I gave them all to Cade tonight. And like I said, he just, uh, he started to feel a little better. He felt a little motivated. He didn't kind of feel like one man against the world. And uh, yeah, he's out there. He's out there grinding door to door. Then he goes, uh, I go, hey, how'd it go? Well, it's pretty good, except for the bitch in 59. <laughs> and I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, how about this? I go over, and uh, her cat, Lucy, is missing. And he goes, she's got this big cardboard sign, but it's in her kitchen. So he's like, I don't know who can see it. I go, how'd you see it? He goes, I was looking in, checking out her house. And... uh I knock on the door and I said, hi, I'm Kate. I live in 64 um, and my cat's missing. Can I give you a flyer? And she goes, no. Really? And Kate goes, huh, okay. <laughs> and he goes, so I walked out. I'm like, well, I hope nobody finds your stupid cat. I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm with whoa. Him. I go, hang on, dude. Lucy's already suffering because she has to live with that lady. Don't make it any worse. He goes, you're right. I'm going to find Lucy. I'm going to keep Lucy. I go, there you go. And then I'm going to egg her house. I go, no, 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 no. He goes, Dad, she's old and she's a bitch. I go, dude, you're 12. Easy. I go, you're the only blonde kid that lives there, moron. I go, don't egg anybody's house. Plus, your mom's on the HOA board. Oh, fuck. He goes, ah, well, I'd sure like to. He I'm goes, with yeah. him. I'm with he goes, him. boy, I had no time for her at all. I'll get him a ski cap. He can do it. Yeah. I go, look, <laughs> don't focus on the negative. I said, how many people were great? He goes, oh, dad, there were so many people that were like, I've seen that cat. I'm going to help you find it. I go, focus on them. Cool. Don't worry about 59. She'll die. And we'll tell her we hope your, your cat forgets your birthday. But I go, just focus. He goes, no. I appreciate that. He goes, yeah, there were a lot of people that were really cool and want to help. So, okay, so here's my question. The person that was watching the house, he just left the door open? So, I don't know exactly. The thing is, look, it's like anybody watching. I blame their mom. I blame their mom because you have to say they have a couple of cats and most of them are house cats. You have to say, look, be careful with this one particular cat because he likes to go out roaming around and there's coyotes in the neighborhood. We don't want him doing it. Now, I don't know what was said, but you have to say it. You have to be careful in what you're doing in that neighborhood. There's coyotes roaming. But again, at this point, Dave, kind of once the toothpaste is out of the tube, I mean, I was really pissed. People that have cats, there's two kinds of cats. There's cats that just hide in the cupboard and you never see them. And then there is a certain breed of cat that's probably one out of 50. That if you come over and you want to watch a movie or watch a game or the fight, that fucking cat is just like, what's up? Where you been? And just hangs out with you. As soon as you get there, that's the way Cade's cat is. Like if we went over for movie night or to watch the game, hey, where you been? Just climbs up, sits in your lap, falls asleep. And he's just cool. Yeah. Uh, 
all of a sudden the other cat will be walking by and he'll like leave your lap and just bulldog the other cat into the ground like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I run this place. Then back up. And he's just cool. But he, he and Cade have connected and they've been really close. But that's the thing. A lot of cats, you're just like, dude, they're spaz. But uh, this one was cool. So I, I don't really know. Um, but I appreciate what's going into to fixing the problem. Yeah, I hope you get it. Now you got to yeah. keep us updated. I will. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and look, I don't know, man. It, it's tough, right? Yeah. But but I'm not going to have a defeated attitude for a 12-year-old kid who's doing his best to find his buddy. Absolutely. So uh, right now, Jeff and I are watching the Padres playing the Angels. It's uh, Monday night. We're watching the game at Petco Park. Number one, I'll be honest with you, the, not having the fans isn't that big of a deal to me. Right. It's just not. It just I want to see baseball. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Seeing some douche behind home yeah. plate waving. Yeah. Talking on his phone. Yeah. None, none of it's a big deal to me. I, I just like to see the guys on the field and then going again. And Petco Park looks awesome. I mean, yeah. the, the grass at Petco Park, the field is just incredible. It's by far the, the best in baseball. It is incredible the job those guys do. I've realized the one thing that irritates me already about Padre baseball. Uh-huh. I cannot stand and and someone's going to hammer me for this. I cannot stand watching Hosmer laugh things off. He's constantly yeah. goofing and laughing. I can't stand when Machado does it. I, and I look at this team and I'm like, if you were there last year and you were a last place team, uh-huh. Let's cut the bullshit. You got a new manager, it's a shortened season. Let's get serious. Quit fucking around. The season starts this week. Let's go. I'm, I'm looking at Mike Trout, who's the best player in baseball, who's as serious as hell, Yeah, trying to win a game and do everything he needs to do. And I'm just looking at Hosmer, and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Hedges. No undershirt guy. What the fuck? And there's nothing about Hedges I like. I, I love Tatis. There are other guys on this team I like. I'm not even sure Tommy Pham likes being a Padre. It, the, the whole thing is, is interesting. I wanted to see Garrett Richards because Garrett Richards, when he was good, was really good. Mm-hmm. But Garrett Richards has been hurt a ton. Yeah. His whole career, he's been hurt a ton. Last year of a contract with the pods, and it's only one nothing in the eighth inning right now, which right. means Garrett Richards did a pretty good job overall. Yeah. But um, they're going to need him. I mean, they're going to need guys like Richards and Paddock to continue to grow and Tatis continue to grow and stay healthy. But for this, uh, this Padre team, the uniforms, everything looks pretty good. What do you think about the – this is, again, something that's not important, but just asking you as a guy that wanted the brown uniforms. Color of the wall. Time to get rid of the, the blue all the way around and just go brown? Change the color of the outfield wall? Doesn't bug me at all. Doesn't bother you? No, nah, it doesn't bug me. Having seen it before, I, I still like the blue. Like I just feel like it's a uh, it's a good look for the ballpark. I, I, I don't feel like everything has to be universal. It's weird how at – Jack Murphy, they used to have brown seats. Yeah. And then they went to blue. Yeah. And now we have blue seats and you know, we can't afford to change them to brown. Well, I'm sure they can. I just, I don't think it's a huge pressing need. And I don't think it, it does anything. Dave, the, the Hosmer Hedges thing is interesting to me. To, to me, listening to Ted and Jesse driving down, talking about, Agler made a funny point. I love Agler, dude. I'm such a fan of his. He goes, hey. Talk to Elias Sports Bureau, and they wanted to let you know that all of these stats officially count for spring training, which don't count for anything. But I wanted to share that with you, right? <laughs> it's just funny. Like, he's really just smooth, and he has funny stuff that he blends in. He does a great job. Um, it's a spring training game. Tonight's a, tonight's a spring training game. But I will be really, really interested to see 
if, I'm not saying you're wrong, but let's see in a week where they're at, right? When we're sitting down here a week from tonight, now they've had the weekend, yeah. and I don't know where they're at record-wise. I want to see what – I'm really, really interested. And I got to be honest in the other thing. You mentioned Tommy Pham. I'm so fucking sick already of hearing, hey, this guy is intense. Great. <laughs> Gives a shit. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, he walks around and he, oh, he's just got a scowl. Fantastic. Let's see if it fucking, <laughs> great. Nobody gives a shit. Why do we care? We find the stupidest little things in this town and we hook our wagon to them. Like, all right, Cam and Eddie was intense too, but unfortunately Ken had his own issues. But you could yeah. look at it and say Ken came in and established a tone. Well, yeah, but Chris Gomez wasn't a bullshit guy. No. Wally Joyner wasn't a guy no. who was bullshitting around. John Flaherty, Jim Layritz, uh Carlos Hernandez, Greg Vaughn, uh, Steve Finley, Tony Gwynn, Kevin right. Brown. Sterling Hitchcock, Andy Ashby, uh, Trevor Hoffman. Uh, there was a lot of intensity there. Yep. Like there were a lot of guys that were in to win, but where Caminetti was really great was if guys started dicking off, Ken was the guy that could be judge and jury. Yeah, and Kevin go, Brown was the same way. Right. But you didn't need it too often because you had a bunch of other guys that were committed to the cause. Yeah. Dave said something to me before the show and just said again, man, I don't even know if Tommy Pham wants to be here. Tommy Pham may be a guy looking around going, dude, I can't stand. And I'm just saying, yeah, I can't stand this guy or that guy or that guy. And this is all just a big clown show. Um, and then we may really see intensity. Yeah. You, you, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Here's what's interesting with Tommy Pham. And you don't blame him. It's not like you came from Tampa and it was a great experience to be in Tampa because we know about their fan base. Well, fan bases don't mean shit this year. Yeah. So right now when you, you look at Tommy Pham and when he came here, he wasn't excited about the trade because he thought he came from a really good team. And he did. Yeah. The Rays are a really good team. Yeah. Um, he came to the Padres going, okay, well, how good's this team? Looking at the record last year, they were a last place team. But look at the organizations he came from. I mean, St. Yeah. Louis is not a bullshit organization. Right. Tampa Bay where it was at the point. They weren't a bullshit organization, and somebody in that locker room better follow his lead if that's what he really is. Otherwise, you're going to have a major problem if there's one guy that cares about winning. I mean, you have Tommy Pham and Matt Strom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I found it uh, interesting because people say, oh, shut the fuck up, you're a Dodger fan. Mookie Betts pulled that team together and said to him, look, yeah. winning a World Series is really fucking hard. You guys yeah. haven't done it. Let me yeah. tell you how what, what the fuck happens and goes into it. I know because right. I was on the team that beat your ass two years ago. Yeah. And he's, they said 100 people in the organization gathered in that room to listen to what he had to say. Say there's some shit that goes on here that's not what works out for World Series teams, and let's fix it now. I, as many questions as I have about this team, one of the biggest is the blend of personalities. Yeah. Because I'm not sure it's the right championship blend. I, I just I don't know that you have enough guys that go that have that Tommy fam mentality, but it's one guy. Yeah. I'm with you. But one guy looks different than everybody. And Tatis, I tell you what, to me, Tatis looks like that guy. Well, and maybe cause he grew up in a, in a house where his dad played for a number of years, 
But Tatis looks pretty serious. Unfortunately, I don't know if you were watching or heard, but he threw a ball away. Yeah. And it was able, so Hosmer was able to get the ball. and then great. The base. I watched the play. Yeah. Okay, because Pools is fucking running backwards, basically. But otherwise, you're like, fuck, that's one of those things this year we want to see. Consistent throws to first base. Well, and it was a great play by Hosmer. And you go, I, I like the play, right? Like you said, it's pull holds, whatever. But it's a hustle play and technically a spring training game. And you go, okay, cool. Everybody else is safe. Everybody but Pools is safe on that play. Uh, Well, guess what, Dave? I've looked at the official box score, and guess what? It Pujols, goes 6-3? Is that yeah, what you're telling me? That's what it was, 6-3. Okay? So shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> but, uh, but you see it with... Look, I think to tease, you look at it and you go, okay, has fun playing the game, but he's all in. Yes, I There's, agree. And we're all in on him. Every fan yeah, is all in on him. Yeah. I just I, I just want to say this. I, I think the column that Bryce Miller wrote yesterday in the Union Tribune about Don and Mud was so good. And just having those guys back, driving down tonight here in Agler and, and uh, Jesse, it's just so good, man. Uh, you just you realize how much you missed it, how lucky we are to have those four yep. guys doing it in town, and uh, it was really really great. So I'm I'm excited they're back. I'll I'll be watching tomorrow night too, just hanging out, watching spring training baseball, loving it. Padres made another move uh, since our last show on Wednesday when they traded Franchi Cordero. Were you surprised that they gave up on Franchi? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I mean for. A lefty reliever, but, I mean, you got guys breaking down left and right. Your whole bullpen's breaking down with Tommy John. But but for me, with Franchi, the one thing with him was he can't stay healthy. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he's yeah. still a young guy, 25 years old, shitload of power. I don't yeah. know. One of those where do we watch him down the line in Kansas City and go, fuck, he used to be one of ours. I mean, who's watching I, Kansas City I, baseball? I, I sure as hell. Ernie well, and Chris well, it's Merrill. funny is the 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 leading home run hitter in the American League last year came from Kansas City, Jorge Soler. Yeah, hit forty eight. The guy that the Cubs gave up on. But anyway, Tim Hill's a guy that age thirty ERA is high, four one one ERA a year yeah. ago. And remember, this year you have to stay with three batters unless you end the inning. So it's like, well, he's great. He's a lefty specialist, but man, that that ERA is really high against right-handed hitters. Big. Yes. Um. I mean, you you look, Dave. Honestly, it's a million things that happen with this team. I I don't have any idea what what the mindset you is. You know what I did yesterday? I looked up AJ Preller's trade history. Yeah. Okay. Dude, there are a million fucking trades, and none of them go anywhere. It's like I'm gonna trade you nothing for nothing. Right. Nothing for nothing. Nothing for nothing. Nothing ever happens in these trades no. outside of Paddock and Tatis. Yeah. And you can sit there and go the other way and go, well, you lost a few too. But you sit there and you go, fuck, none of these things go anywhere. They're, no. they're, they're the craziest trades when you look back how long he's been GM and going, nothing ever fucking happens out of these deals. And how many times do you trade your first-round pick? Over and over again, they trade guys yeah. who are first-round picks. Gone. Uh, he found Kirby Yates. Does he look at he sure did. in? I was thinking about that because obviously they traded Brad Handaway. Okay? Yep. And Adam Simber at the time. Oh, yeah. And they trade both those guys away. And Brad Hand, as much as we loved him, and he was a closer and an all-star, Yeah, Yates would have never been the closer. Right. So you found another closer. And more than likely, yeah. if they get off to a bad start, hopefully they don't, it's only 60 games, but they could trade Yates in, in a month. And have Pagan. And, and then you sit there and you go, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? 
Yeah, I. I mean, th- this organization to me one of the most amazing things about Padre baseball. They've always had that closer. Yeah, from and the seventies to now. But they've had a closer, and then a lot of times they've had a closer in waiting. Yes. Remember they had Randy Myers he, and Heath Trevor Bell was the sitting around guy. doing nothing too. Well, that's what I was going to say. You had Myers, yeah. but Trevor was the eighth inning guy. Yeah. Then you get, or not even, uh, it was like Gene Harris. I think Trevor took over for Gene Harris. It wasn't even Myers. And then Myers goes, uh, or I'm sorry, Trevor goes in to replace Gene Harris. And then all of a sudden, Heath Bell is here. Yeah. And then he goes in. And then Rod Beck was here. Yeah. Remember well, the shooter? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Rod was in before Heath. He was here before Heath Bell. When True. Trevor had that arm injury, right. Heath, uh, Rod Beck came in. But then they had Houston Street. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've always had these fucking closers that make the all-star teams. Yeah. And and get them and just, and are outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. Brad Hand. Yes. Like, amazing, right? So, yeah, I mean, they've had a few guys. Brandon Villafuerte. What was that? Villafuerte. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Remember that guy? Yeah, Whatever funny. his name was. Uh, they, they had a few that were a little, but overall, going back to Mark Davis, Goose. Yeah. Well, uh, and I'll say from following the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers went years without a closer until they got like Jeff Shaw. Yeah. Which was like in 2001. Right. The Dodgers couldn't find shit to close. The guy they had closing was Steve Howe. He was fucking snorting the first baseline. Hey. Rest in peace. Damn, right? Um, yesterday was Steve Wood's birthday. Talking about snorting the first baseline. Let's think of things. <laughs> To celebrate his birthday, Dave, we're going to ask you, we'll just go back and forth, okay. kind of like a ping pong match. Yep. And this is in all sincerity, to celebrate a friend's birthday who we pick on a lot around here. Yeah. I'd like to see how many nice things we can say about Steve Woods to celebrate his birthday. Okay. You go first. Best thing about Steve Woods, he has a big heart. Good guy. Um, I'll say this. In this industry... It is a industry full of backstabbing rat face weasels. That kid is as loyal as it gets. Yeah, that's what I'm Boy, saying. Boy, if, yeah, if right. you are, if you are lucky enough to be on Team Woods, uh, that dude has your back a yeah. thousand percent. And if you put it this way, if Steve doesn't like you, you must be a real asshole. He dude, likes you everybody. have to be. You must be a real shithead. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to say loyalty. What's your next thing? That I've got a great one for my next one, but you're up. Guy knows music like no other. How's that? Well, I like that okay. because he's a former jock. Here goes right along those lines. My second best thing to celebrate Wood's birthday is that dude will laugh at anything said about him. Nothing bothers yeah, that true. kid. Like, because we can... Jason Isbell, that's his guy. He loves Isbell, and I appreciate that he he goes, hey, man, you should listen to this guy. But I love, I could just bust his balls. We bust that kid's balls unmercifully, and he just, he He loves it all. Dude, that is, and you go, this guy's just, he's fantastic, right? Dave, I laugh every time thinking about the first time he was on this show. It's the only time we've ever been nice to him other than tonight. (laughs) Dude, I. Tell you what, that was so funny. The first time we had him on, because so fun. Bubba lost his shit. Was the biggest Steve Woods fan of all Completely. time. Completely, and I didn't know Steve for for anything. Steve and I had never met, but we would do mornings, and he was a sports guy. Yeah. And he and he was on ninety four nine, 
and we would send Twitter stuff, but I never met him. I had heard his story from being on the Mikey show and knew some of the things that he had been through. And I thought, dude, this is a, this guy like legit, not no bullshit right now. Like he'd been through a lot. You go, that's a really good story. Like that's a guy that has fought some things. That's why I love him today, dude. He's just, he's family, but I love guys that have a story. Because there's too many people that think they do. Dude, that kid has a story. Yep. Here's my third thing that I love about Steve Woods. I love that he's so goddamn dumb. He says shit on the air that he forgets about. <laughs> so then I call him and I go, did you say this? I'm going to be really, really careful because I don't need to repeat this story. Dave calls me, what day, Saturday or Sunday we were talking? Yeah, we are talking about his birthday. I was telling you Steve Wood's birthday is tomorrow. Yeah, you're like, hey, it's Wood's birthday. And you go, did you hear what he said? And I go, no. And Dave shares this story that Steve had said on the air. Is this the 5 o'clock hour? Dude, I think it was, yeah, I think it was before 7. But I, usually I listen at 5 and then I flip it back on again right around 7 o'clock. But he said it. He said it on the air, and I repeated it to my wife, who said, oh, my God, like I would have left you. He said a story, and so I'm dying. So it was family-related. Dave and I are like, dude, we're dead. I'm, I'm divorced, and I would still be dead if I said this. I go, God damn, I love that kid, right? Balls of steel. So I text him, and I go, hey, man, happy birthday. Hopefully this got resolved. And he writes me, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so I sent him the story, and he goes, God damn it, did I say that on the air? I go, yeah, we don't have your house bugged, you freaking maniac. <laughs> oh, God, we laughed and laughed and laughed. Uh, that is uh, the best. Dude, let me just tell you, there are, like I said, there are guys, that's a guy I wish I'd known for 20 oh, years. I'm with you. For 20 years. Yeah, honestly, he's one of my favorite people. And I say that about 10 people maybe on the planet that I'll go, that's my guy. And I know a lot of people say, hey, he's my guy too. But, man, he is a really, really good dude. That stupid bullshit tweet that he wrote last week where he's like, uh, what the hell did he say? He had said something about the Padres. And then he was like, dot, 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 at Dave Palais probably. And then he's like, we're... Like, yours was kind of borderline. And then the quote for me was, ah, we're Mayberry by the beach. I go, that's not an exaggeration. I say it every day. Um, yeah, man, he just, he's as good as it gets. He's as loyal. He absolutely adores his family. That's yeah. the thing, Dave, that we missed is that uh, he came from a, an early relationship before Gary, his original dad. Uh, Steve has told the story that his original dad, he didn't have much of a relationship with. And his stepdad, Gary, who's part of their show, just an amazing guy. And you can tell he is because of the way Steve talks about him. But yeah. but Steve's love for Bo and uh, for Hannah, how he protects Ben, which is great. Like his loyalty to Ben. His loyalty, dude, this is the other thing that doesn't happen in radio. His loyalty to that kid, Hammer, is unbelievable yeah having been and dave you know it when you were that on mason ireland show when you're just the grunt and yeah. you're the lowest guy on the totem pole it is really really easy for those kind of guys to get forgotten about and and i don't ben may be the same way i just don't talk to ben like i talk to steve 
Dude, their loyalty to that kid, Hammer, is something special, again, in this business. So, happy birthday to our boy. Wednesday, we'll beat the shit out of him again. <laughs> but uh, I just uh, I couldn't be a bigger fan of that dude on or off the air. And, uh, yeah, here's the, a lot more of him. No, absolutely, man. Just just a great guy and a good, a great 51, 50, 45 years of wishing him nothing but the next 45 years as well. Well, and I think, too, the cool thing is you and I are in this text circle, and it's you, me, Steve, yeah. and Mike. And Mike shares a birthday with you. We always joke about yeah. how Mike will go onto your Facebook page and thank people for wishing you a happy birthday. Thanks. I've had a great day, and people are like, what? <laughs> uh, but that goes for both of those dudes, right? Yes, of That's course. That's the cool thing. So uh, very grateful to both of, of them. Of course. Th- speaking of radio, 1360 had an announcement today at 245. <laughs> yeah. The announcement. A big announcement. That was their big announcement. Did you hear what the announcement was? That goddamn John Schaefer, they're going to run that kid into the ground, huh? So I, th- I found it kind of, I don't know, man. I thought it was, I thought it was a dumb idea. They're basically they're going to do a Pondre post game show for sixty games. Yeah, why? It, well, exactly. Every right. day. Every day. Same so, two guys. So you're going to tell me people are going to flip over from the Padre station to from listen to these guys? Why would you do that? You have no chance. People yeah. can't hear it anyway. No. Now you're going to go to a signal at night. Or you have no fucking ex- uh, basically hitting anywhere around. And you're going to sit there and say, they're going to flip to us over the flagship, not in a million years. Can we get this game over with so I can figure out what Jim Russell has to say? <laughs> Please? I forgot if Jim was the one involved with Schaefer, yes. So Schaefer, who I've never met, but to the best of my knowledge has young kids. So is he going to do, do they make that afternoon show then, just Ornberger and Hartman? I don't think so. They didn't, they didn't announce that. But, no. yeah, I did flip over to, to hear what the announcement was. I was curious to know because at 245, I'm thinking one of those afternoon guys is either changing day parts or yeah. one of them's out. Or Nick Hardwick has a new sponsor that he wants to tell us about. <laughs> the Indiana County Fair. I will say this about Nick. I don't know. You weren't on social media this weekend. Nick's kid got a hole-in-one. No way. I'm like, dude, nobody gets a hole-in-one of people that I know. This kid was not even, I think, 10 years old. Dude, got, a got a hole in a one. Yeah. <laughs> got a fucking hole in a one. Nick had it on, had it on uh, Instagram, I believe. From how far out? It was like a par three. Fucking no drilled kidding. a hole in a one. Yeah. How about that shit? <laughs> Crazy, huh? That's another dude who loves being a dad. So yeah, Look at Madden's does. glasses all fogged up, like all of us. <laughs> Put a mask That's on. That's how I feel. Every time I put a mask on, the yeah. sunglasses get fogged up. They all fog up. Um, what I was going to say about Schaefer, Dave, so Jim Russell works Darren's show. Yeah. So that's noon to three. You got to be in there at least at by 11, if not 1130 at the latest, uh, latest to prepare. Then he does that power hour. Oh, that's right. With Ernie, which was called the power hour because it was a show dedicated to the Chargers. Exactly. It was one hour of Charger news, and they're so goddamn dumb and lazy over there that they just don't even change the name. That's 1360 for you. That's why 100 people listen on average at during any time of the day. More people on the fucking trolley <laughs> than there are listening to 1360. But now if I'm Schaefer or Russell, I go, okay, I get off the air at 6 o'clock. 
which is right when the Padre game starts. So I don't know where these dudes live. Do you drive home? Watch the game, have a bite to eat. You got to try to, you got to, when you're doing that post game show, you and I have done plenty of them. You can't just bullshit and no. watch what we're watching, right? You got to be keeping score. You're taking notes you're, yep. because you got to find things to talk about for an hour after the game. Why the fuck would you do that? Horrible idea. That's silly. Horrible. <laughs> silly. Hey, you want to mention Dan Williams? Dan <laughs> Williams is the guy that wants to get you out of debt. Dan has told him a bunch of times, look, you got to get out of the rental market. It is a big mistake. You have to own your own home. Well, how do you do it? Because you think, well, there's no way I'm going to ever own my own home. Dan Williams can walk you through the process. It is worth the phone call. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So we talked to Dan today because the Padres have suggested through Kevin AC, I love I love AC, but that column the other day was, well, they could be doing this or they could be doing this, and they might even do that. No kidding. Why don't you let us know when they're going to do any of this? <laughs> but uh, there's been rumors that we might be able to purchase cutouts and put them behind home plate for different people. I said to Dan and to Dave today, I go, well, depending on what they're going to charge, I'm going to buy a cutout, I'm going to buy one, and instead of putting Jack and Cade back there, I'm putting Lisa Ann in a Dave and Jeff shirt. Nice. Dan Williams, being my financial guy, goes, I'm in. I'll split it with you. He goes, I'll, I'll chip in on that. Now, do you think we can get her back there in a Dave and Jeff shirt? They're not going to. They'd be more mad about the Dave and Jeff shirt than they would be about Lisa Ann. Right? Probably right. We have a picture of her in a Dave and Jeff shirt. That's what. Yeah. So I texted her today. And I go, look, this is my plan, but I don't, I don't want you to just turn into sports center and go, what the fuck is that? She goes, that? <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed and laughed. She goes, are you kidding? I love it. She goes, do you have uh, an image or do you need me to send you one? And I go, well, let me see what I got. But I think we'll have her take a new one. Yeah. Because, dude, she's got like a studio set up yeah, right in her does. house. And she's got the shirt. So I'll just tell her, ah. Yeah, bad That's lighting, awesome. right? Yes. And if nothing else, it'll just be the wallpaper on my computer for the next <laughs> 20 years. But uh, I said last week, I said that I had uh, purchased a bed, purchased a computer. Man, I swear, the computer that I got is the best investment I've made in 15 years. I goddamn love it. I should have done it. And the reason I was able to do it is because I followed the financial plan that Dan put in place. Already have started to pay that fucker down. Paid off 25% of it today, even though I got two years to do it. So following Dan's lead, doing those kind of things. Yeah, it's one thing to have it ready to buy a computer, which I needed. It's a whole different thing when you're doing it to buy a house. Get ready so that when that purchase is ready to be made, you're ready to go. 858-688-6813. Absolutely. As Jeff said, ready to go. And that means you're going to call Brian Curry. He's going to find that perfect house for you. He's been selling houses throughout San Diego County for more than 20 years. He knows the community better than anyone else. Where do you want to be? And guess what? He will send you multiple houses over and over again. Even when you're sleeping, you'll wake up and I'll say, this is an option. This is an option. Do you like this? And you'd give a thumbs up, a thumbs down and all the emails. And then he starts to narrow things down for the right neighborhood for you. But again, Brian Curry is the best in the business when it comes to finding your dream house. 619-251-1588. 619 619- 
251-1588. We say so many things, and you talk about neighborhoods that you might like, right? Maybe you love Lucadia or you love Poway because you're a big fan of East County, like John Conniff is. And I get all that. Uh, Could want to come down here to Eastlake or Coronado, IB, wherever you want to go. But there are little things, too, that you forget about. Dave, it's not just the neighborhood and finding the street. It's the school district, right? What is going on, especially in these crazy times, what is the school district doing to help you out? The second thing is, what is the HOA fees? Because all of a sudden, when you start beginning your mortgage and you're doing everything else, now you have to figure out what's in that HOA bill and what you're getting for the money. These are all things that you may not think of, but Brian will. Brian will be way ahead of the curve. And when uh, you need to make the decision, Brian's going to help you make sure that the decision is the right one for you. All right, Austin, don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. That perfect pool would be great right now. It is summertime. You know you're thinking about it. If you don't have a pool... You're thinking, man, we should have got one. Dave and Jeff have been talking about this now for a few years. Alan Taylor from Taylor May Pools can help you out. If you don't have one that's in perfect working condition, he can fix that for you as well. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Yeah, I'll tell you what, on Saturday I wish I was uh, in my backyard next to my Taylor Made pool instead of having my life threatened <laughs> by a random steel pipe. But, yeah, I, Dave, I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't want to have an absolutely insanely beautiful tailor-made pool in your backyard. The waterfalls, the slides. It was funny. I started watching uh, Hard Knocks again last night. I was watching last year's Raiders, Yeah. right? And it's so funny when you think about the way the year played out because you hear Derek Carr and John Gruden just raving about the impact that Antonio Brown is going to have on the Raiders. You're like, oh, boy. But then all of a sudden they cut to uh, Derek Carr's house. And you go, tiny little backyard, very disappointing pool, number eight. (laughs) And then you go to Antonio Brown's house. Now, I get it. He had just come to Oakland, probably was renting. But the pool that he had looked like a pool at like a cheap Bakersfield motel. You go, come on, boys. Let's get our ass together here, huh? Call Alan Taylor and say, I need a pool that when the Hard Knocks cameras show up, people go, that's a tailor-made pool. You can tell because it's got a perfect silhouette of Miss Jane Kennedy. <laughs> Goddamn right it does. Call Alan and I Amy. I love Jane Kennedy. Oh, what do you mean used to? Oh, obviously, have you seen her? Used to. Oh, not, sorry to hear that. Not good. By the way, we're watching uh, Padres, Angels. They're doing the extra inning thing to see what it would look like. They put a guy on second base with no oh, outs. Oh, okay. Okay. The Angels completely fucked this thing up. So you got a guy on second base with no outs. The play is you bunt that guy to third, you and then did, you hope to right? score on the sack fly. But no. Instead, you had the first guy fly out to left, and now you're fucked unless the guy gets a base hit. Madden. Fucking Madden. Get Overrated. together, four eyes. <laughs> shit together. No wonder the Cubs ran you out of town. Kyle Fluger could have told you this from a mile away. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger's your guy for that perfect website. What are you waiting for? Tomorrow, 5 o'clock, I got a meeting with Kyle Fluger. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Kyle's your guy for that perfect website. Extremely busy, maybe because he works four days a week and he's camping three every fucking week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Wow, if you pay a fucking mortgage, why would you go sleep in the woods three days a week? <laughs> Get chased by a bear. Did you see Jesus. that? Hang on. Yeah. Did you see that video Rex Chapman posted of that girl yes. on the road where Holy the bear shit. was just standing there? Oh, my God. Sniffing her? Yeah. Didn't you think that bear, bear was, was going to knock her head right off her yeah. shoulders? Yes. Like Grizzly Man was like, what in the fuck? Yes. <laughs> I bring you bananas and you just sit there and pet this girl? <laughs> like she's a parakeet? Uh, when you're the best in the business, Dave, you have the opportunity to enjoy some free time. I don't blame Kyle Pfluger. Look at the websites that he's done for us. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Are people happy with your website? If you have to ask it, you probably know the answer. But the simple solution is a phone call to Kyle. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. We'll get you covered. All right, here we go. July 20th. How old are they? How much are they worth? i got a bunch of them, so we'll go okay. kind of fast. First off, we're going to go with 76ers guard, now power forward, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, 25. 24. Uh, $80 million. Close, $75 million. Mm. Here's one that's interesting to me. Giselle Bunchen. Shit. 37. 40. God, I was going to say 40, and I thought I was off. 200 million. A lot more. Really? You want to guess higher? I'll go 400 million. 500 million dollars. No. Now, is that all her or her and? No, that's hers. God damn. (laughs) Good for her, man. How do you like to be the guy that's won six Super Bowls and you aren't shit in your own house? Right. Yeah. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Angel's got a hit, so I'm wrong. Joe Madden's a genius. Score to Jesus. Okay, rolled in the own plate. Uh, Ray Allen. I can do this. Hang on. I want I want this one. Okay. I'm going to say he's 46. 45. Ah! 110 million. 180. Oh, good for him. Carlos Santana. The musician or the yeah, ball player? Yeah, musician. That's funny. That's a good question. Musician's going to be 78. 73. Ah, my apologies. His money, because we live in a racist world, and he's probably been held down by the man, even though he shouldn't have been. This number should be more like $200 million, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be like $70 million, and I'm going to be pissed. Pretty close. $80 million. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> guy's great. He deserves to be. Is paid. he that great, or is it one of those because he lives in San Diego? You have to say he's great. No, dude, he's cool too. When I got to San Diego State, everyone's telling me about Carlos Santana going to TJ. Carlos Santana is going to be down there. Yeah, the iguanas. Yeah, over and over again. I must have heard that a million times. Timmy T going to open for him? <laughs> All right, these three people are dead. Ooh, Billy Mays. Oh, Billy Mays. Boy, he used that shellac right in his hair. Yeah, so he did. It really. Made this game a little tough for me. I'm going to say he would have been 63. 62. Really good. God Died damn. at 51. Is that right? He's been yeah. gone that long. Billy Mays was cool. Uh, not much money. I'm going to say $5 million. $10 million. All right. Natalie Wood, one of our favorites on the show. God damn. God damn. No boat jokes about Natalie Wood. <laughs> not, take, <laughs> not taking it. Um. What kind of wood doesn't float, Natalie oh, Wood? Fuck. I just said those are not accepted here. Those will not make it to air. You got a better chance of saying the mightier 1090. Hey, can I send that in and get a shirt? Yes. You do it on your own show. 
Yeah. Hey guys, what's up, big fan? My name's Ted Ninety. Fuck you, Bubba Boo. Ah, who let that through? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> God dang it! Gosh darn it! Uh, Nally Wood, seventy nine. You're usually good at this. You know exactly when she died. She's what 81. She was. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let me think about this. Yes. I said, let me think about it. Okay. I think she was around 41 when she died. No, she wasn't. Was she older? 43 when she died. Oh, shit. Okay. So 43. That was 1981. That's 19, <laughs> 39 years ago. <laughs> What'd you say she was? She was 43. So that makes her 82. Exactly right. That's pretty good. All right. 82. Still do her? Of course. Not yeah. now. Well, I, I mean, clean it not up. a lot left. Clean it up, please. All right. How much was she worth and what would it be today? I guess is the way to ask because the number is surprising to me. Eight million and what she'd be worth today would be 30 million. No, it says two and a half million. Bullshit. That's was RJ robbing her? RJ was probably robbing her. said she'd be worth six million today. Last one, and this is for Stephen Woods. That's why we left it on here. Chris Cornell. Just by saying his oh. name, Woods is crying right now. My sons love this song, Numb, by Chester Bennington. And they love that version, Chester Bennington's version of the song. You know that song, Hallelujah? Yes. The version that Chester Bennington sang at Chris Cornell's funeral is pretty cool. Cornell today... Uh, 46. No, he would have been 56. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, it's 53 when he died. God damn. I didn't even know he was that old. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of songs he wrote. I'm going to say $150 million. $60 million. All right. Well, That's I, it. I was optimistic. Okay, here we go. Stayer goes. This is past and present Padres broadcasters. Oh, okay, good. I like this game. Okay. We're going to start off all tough for you, okay? All right. Jerry Coleman or Ted Leitner? Uh, Jerry's gone. <laughs> we shared a birthday. Jerry could be on the 1360 post game show, and I still wouldn't flip over. No. Jerry was awesome. But Ted has been a friend for uh, 25 years. All right. So, okay, when, when did you think Jerry started as a Padre broadcaster? When did it end? Do you remember? So, because the numbers are pretty interesting, that Ted's almost right there. Yeah, I think Jerry came in because I had this conversation with Jerry Gross when they fucked him. <laughs> God damn, I was the original broadcaster. Look at this shit. <laughs> uh, I think Jerry, I think Coleman came in around 1970, 72, 72. And was there until 2014, right? 2013. He, so he okay. came in 72 to 79. Then he became the manager. Yep. Then from 81 to 2013, he was the Padre broadcaster. Ted's been there from 1980 to now. Difference was, respectfully to Ted, Jerry came in and Jerry was pretty much the number one guy. Yeah. Came from the Yankees, was pretty much the number one guy the entire time. Ted... um. When Ted got there, it was Jerry and Dave Coleman, uh, Dave Campbell, excuse me, Jerry and Dave Campbell, and then Bob Chandler, and then Ted would get some innings when yeah. Jerry was gone. Then when 
Campbell went to Colorado to call the Rockies, I think a lot of us expected Ted to move up, and Ted should have moved up. And for whatever reason, nothing, uh, no disrespect to a really, really nice man, Rick Monday came in and got that job as yeah. the number two. But in this town, Rick has always been associated with the Dodgers. He never played here. He had yeah. no ties here. And like I said, Rick's a really nice man. But then Rick was here for a few years, and Ted uh, got moved up. But Ted's been trying to think of when Ted took over as the number one. I mean, he's been part of the broadcast, would you say, since 78? In 1980 is what it has. Oh, wow, 40th year. Okay, got it. Um, And look, Ted was the number one guy when they had San Diego. Like, you'd have to do pay-per-view for games, like 595. Yeah. San Diego Sports Network, remember that? It was yep. Ted and Bob. Those were really fun. Um, but, yeah, dude, uh, Ted Ted was great to me, like we said on the podcast, and has been for 25 years. So, much as I love Jerry, uh, Ted gets the win. All right, next one up, Matt Vaskersian, Don Orsillo. Oh, uh, Matty V, 100%. I love Orsillo, but for what Vaskersian did to put my son's name in uh, MLB The yep. Show, he wins all of it. I tell you what. I'd take Vaskersian over Leitner, too. How you like them apples? I would, what are you flicking me off for? How long do you think Vaskersian was here for? Not very long. Not as long as I think a lot of people think. I'd say seven years. Yeah, exactly right. 2002 to 2008, seven seasons. Got the hell out. So Orsillo started in 2016. Orsillo's so goddamn good. He is. Good. He's great. He's so goddamn good. Another I, one that's good. Well, I sent Mud a, a text yesterday because Bryce had that picture of Don and Mud. In the paper, and Don's got his watch on his right wrist. So I said, text him, and I go, "What the hell's going on here? Like, who does that? Who puts their watch?" Is Don on? a lefty? And he goes, "That's his uh, Fitbit." I go, "What? Well, it doesn't matter. You put your watch on your left, right, yeah. Dave?" Yeah. And tell him to get it together. I go, "So Mel does Proctor. he wear a watch and a Fitbit, or just a Fitbit?" It's just a Fitbit watch. Yeah. I go, "Dave O'Brien's laughing at us." Is he? He must be a lefty. Is he a lefty? I don't know the answer to that, but I, I would think... Maybe Don's looking to get extra points by tossing off. What? It's working those steps. God damn. Get, get, no. No. That's, hit the... Hit the I never said that about Vince Scully. Let's take, leave it like that. I, don't ever say that again. <laughs> we'll take that out and post. That's disgusting. That's a terrible thing to say about a nice man, you sick, twisted bastard. You just said Natalie Wood doesn't float. I said, no, that's not what I said. I said, we will not take jokes like that on this show. We honor her memory. We don't do jokes like what kind of wood doesn't float. Natalie Wood, no, no, no. We're not doing those jokes. Take that over to the nine hours of Scott Farrell that are coming up. <laughs> oh, my God. You aren't kidding. Nine God hours. What the fuck? Oh, what a, that's a tough listen. To t- I love Farrell, dude. Incredibly good dude. It's like seven hours Holy a day. Shit. That's crazy. All right. Mark Grant, Bob Chandler. Oh. I told you. They're all going to be tough for you. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh I got to take Mud. Dude, Bob Chandler. How long do you think Mud's had that job? Oh, I know this answer. Uh, Mud got this 
Mud was part of the original Channel 4 team. I think Mud's been there 24 years. This is his 25th year. Okay, according to this, it says he started in 97. But I thought it was before that, too. I thought he was there like in 96. No? No, you know what? 96, that's right. Because 96, um, those playoff games were on Channel 8. The Chris Gwynn game was on Channel 8, remember? Yeah. With Jerry calling play-by-play. And so then the next year, 97, was the first year of Channel 4. So... That would be three, yeah, 24th season yep. for Mud. And remember, again, nothing against Sut, but Sut, Sut's memories in San Diego were Dave Campbell reminding us that the Padres are tearing Sutcliffe apart. Exactly right. And they went with with Rick to be kind of the main guy, and then Mud was kind of the third guy. And I love Sut as cool as it gets, but that should have been Mud from day one. All right, Bob Chandler, how long was he here for? Oh, dude. Bob, I think, was here pretty much from the start. Pretty much. You know, when you look, that'd be a guy, David, at some point that would be so fun to have in here. Bob, I believe, was sports information director at San Diego State. Yeah. He was a cameraman at Channel 8. Yep. Media information guy for the pods and an unbelievably underrated play-by-play guy and just genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life but so good on play-by-play and so fun when Bob did post-game Padre talk and his uh, nephew is Teddy Mendenhall and I loved it 1090 even though typical of 1090 they fucked it up (laughs) Teddy Mendenhall had done post-game shows for like two straight years they bring Bob in to do post game, and then they move Ted out and put like Caruth in, and even Caruth was like, "Jordan's a great dude." Yeah, and Jordan's like, "What are we doing?" Um, but finally, Bob and Ted got to do some shows together. But uh, Mud gets it just because I deal with him more. But goddamn, I love Bob Chandler. Chandler was on from nineteen seventy to two thousand three. That's it, huh? Yeah. Oh, three was that's the- a long time. Thirty four seasons. Hey, no, I got it, yeah. Dave. I can do the well, math. Okay. I'm you just didn't saying. seem impressed. Like, fuck, Bob. No, it, <laughs> I, it's good. I would have thought he went even further. Here we go. Mike Pomerantz, Mark Sweeney. Pomerantz. Oh, my God. Didn't even hesitate. Now, they both well, started at the same time. What year was that? Um, Fox Sports San Diego. You and I, I'm going to say 2011? 2012. When we were there at... Uh, at the All Stars that was 2016. No, but I'm saying um, when we were at 1090 and they were going to put that, that was yeah. the first year. 2012, yeah. Dude, um, I know people take shots at Sweeney. Such a good dude, but Pomeranz, I talked to Sweeney and I love the same girls, obviously on Instagram. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> love that game, but um, but the cool thing is Pomeranz is just I talked to Mike more than I talked to Mark, so um. <laughs> the thing I love, thing I love about Sweeney, and this doesn't always come across in the post game. Dave, I think Sweeney would be an insanely good manager. Dude, I've said that for a long time. He should be the new Padre manager. Remember what but, he said? He goes, he didn't want to travel. His kid was too young. He, his son, I think Gavin. Yeah. Um, I think Gavin was too young, and I just don't think he had any interest in dealing with. The egos yeah. and the personalities. He played for a lot of great managers, a lot of Hall of right. Fame managers. And, dude, smart, 
funny, no bullshit with yeah. Sweeney. Like I think, I think Mark, if he was in the dugout, would not knowing Jace Tingler, but I think a lot of the bullshit that you see with this team wouldn't happen. Yeah, but Mark's just like, no way. I can yeah. come in, do my thing with Pomeranz, go out, enjoy my family. Like you said, Dave, they don't have to uh, travel anymore. All those things are done from here because I just don't want the headache. In that job, you're hired to be fired. So, yeah, he can do his thing. All right, last one of the night. Here we go. It's Dick Enberg, Glenn Geffner. Oh, let me think about this. <laughs> uh, it's my man Glenn Geffner by 25 country miles. <laughs> Not even close. Now, Glenn Geffner... Here's this podcast, The Voice of the Marlins. Yes. What I would like my friend to clarify for me, because I was sharing this story with my sons, talking about Glenn Geffner. When Garth Brooks was here yeah. in spring training. It's funny, be, I was just thinking about this. Yeah. Before Geff had gotten on the air and started doing stuff for Channel 4 and, and for whoever the flagship was, probably 1090, at the time, insanely good media relations director like insanely good him johnny dever theo uh sean yeah right remember all those guys of course. um john's wife karen god what a great i mean just took care of the media insanely good and uh so in that role as media relations director glenn had to be the right hand man for garth brooks yep set up media, do a lot of different things, take care of the confusion. And the story that I remember being told is that Garth and Glenn hit it off and that Garth offered Glenn the opportunity to write a set list. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. That Garth said, hey, uh, I appreciate what you did. And when if I go out on the road, he was kind of in the middle of a break. I'll give you the chance to write a set list. And I just need two things confirmed by Geffner. Am I right in that story? Because I feel like that was told. And did he ever get the chance to do it? Interesting. How cool is that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if the world gets back to normal and we can get Geffner back in San Diego. And I love Dave Van Horn, the Hall of Famer, former Expo announcer. That's what's going to be really kind of wild. I'd love right? to have Geff on this show. That'd be great. On, I want Horton in here. Shh. I didn't hear my name. <laughs> Again. Shh. Check, 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 check. Nope. I didn't get called by the athletics. <laughs> I had lots of good stories. I had Jerry stories. I had Ted stories. Shh. Call the guy from across town. <laughs> he probably got standby. <laughs> uh, It'll be 25 people to get that joke. <laughs> it better be that idiot. I want to see him. I want to see the, the setup of uh, of Ted and Jesse. Oh, yeah. Because Ted said tonight on the air, like, they're not even in the same booth. Are they next to each other? That's what it looked like on TV. Did they show him? Yeah, they showed Grant and Orsillo. They were separated. Yeah, but they're... They're still in their yeah. same booth. They're just like, they kicked Biff Dolan out of there. They're like, get your chicken ass out of here. And whoever else was there, right? Those guys are all out. But but Jesse said, or Ted said, he goes, yeah, we're not even in the same booth. Shh, I'm not sending any pictures. Again. 
clearance. <laughs> Wayne didn't say I could. I need this job. Um, all right. We will be back here Wednesday. Yep. Again, sincerely, thank you to everybody who stepped up today with just a word of encouragement, word of advice. Paul Vaden, Costa, thank you for what you did for Cade on behalf of me and on uh, from Cade. He was so stoked for it. We'll keep you updated on that. And then to wrap it up, Dave, uh, happy birthday to our boy Stevie Wood. Absolutely. We hope you had a great day yesterday. We hope that sore throat went away and uh, feeling better. And then uh, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Jesus Christ. You shut your mouth. About had it with you. Oh, boy. I'll see you. We'll be back here Wednesday night. All right. So let's dance.